It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Red Panda Chronicles The Middleman, Part 2 The flying squirrel leaned into a low crouch on the fourth-story rooftop, overlooking a parquet and a string of residential streets. There was a jovial air that permeated the whole neighborhood, with small merry bands formed on every porch and patio the entire length of the street. But from her perch, the June breezes carried less giddy optimism than they did at street level, and she clicked her tongue absent-mindedly as she gazed over the streets as if scolding a disobedient cat. "'Who was her source on this?' she asked dubiously. "'Archie Henderson,' the red panda replied from the shadows. "'Used to be a runner. Before that, he was a spotter.' "'I remember Archie Henderson,' the squirrel said with a toothy grin. "'Gap-tooth kid. Lazy R's. "'He got a start in Harry Kelly's gang of irregulars back in the day.' The red panda smiled at the memory. "'The black cap,' he said dramatically, and shook his head fondly. "'So, you had him watching a dead guy because why?' she asked, puzzled but by no means surprised. "'I had him doing no such thing,' the red panda protested. "'He was off active duty. Mother Hen says he still calls in every time he sees something suspicious.' She thinks he's trying to play his way back on the team. Kit slid her right foot over the open space before the rooftop and spun counterclockwise so she could face her partner. Wish more of them would try, she said, since most of the starting lineup is having a picnic in the English countryside just now. The red panda raised an eyebrow. If you're saying we could use the help, it's a sentiment Mother Hen seems to share. She has a soft spot for the Henderson boy. Kept his contact line open even after his grid was deactivated. She humored him. And he spotted Mortimer Raynard in his neighborhood just standing around? The squirrel asked, in spite of the fact that he is, by all other accounts, dead. I know how it sounds, the red panda said, raising his gauntleted hands in a slight gesture of surrender. But Harry's team tracked Raynard after the Fisk gang collapsed. Archie Henderson never forgot the face. Unless he did, the squirrel said. An old spotter with a taste for adventure spies the underworld's most notorious middleman busy being alive and possibly unretired while he waits for a car? She shook her head. We almost never get that lucky. The red panda nodded. It wasn't all luck, he said. Henderson got a plate number. Oh, yes? The squirrel brightened. Anything good? He shook his head. False plates, he said. Someone was being careful. Kit cracked her neck. A promising dead end, but still a dead end. 
Archie Henderson thought it was promising, too, the masked man said, stepping into the light. While he waited to hear what Mother Hen thought, he went door to door to see if anyone knew a man who matched Raynard's description. He found the address of Mortimer's retirement cottage two blocks from here. Would you care to pay a social call? Hot chocolate, the squirrel beamed. I thought you'd never ask. Mortimer Raynard had left the rat race behind and retired to a modest, vine-covered home on a quiet street. It looked simple enough from the outside, but the interior was decorated in a manner more fitting for a man who had made his living brokering deals that made men of crime rich beyond the dreams of avarice, and avarice could dream of quite a bit. His percentages had made him more than comfortable, and his career of discretion and professionalism had kept any of his former associates from looking for him very hard when he had faked his own death. "'How was he supposed to have died again?' Kit asked, as she rifled through the few papers in the makeshift office upstairs once more. The Red Panda asked, tapping on the wall repeatedly with the forefinger of his right hand. "'How else?' he nodded. "'Automobile accident,' he said, still tapping and listening for any change in tone. "'So there was a body,' Kit asked, "'in the car that everybody thought was him.' The Red Panda paused. "'Are you trying to find a crime to arrest Raynard for?' She shrugged. "'If we bust him on the murder he's already done, "'we can stop looking at all of the piles of nothing at all that he's left in here,' she offered." "'Technically true,' the masked man said, resuming his tapping with determination. "'But it misses the point at least a little bit.' "'Is that a fact?' she said, wrinkling her nose in distaste. "'Mortimer Raynard was the ultimate middleman,' the Red Panda intoned, continuing to tap the paneled walls of the study. "'He brokered deals between criminal empires that might otherwise have torn one another apart,' saving his clients many millions in the process. Kit jumped in at once. So, with the big gangs unofficially cooling it on account of the war, who or what exactly has the goods to lure Mortimer Raynard out of his lifetime of being dead? Is that where this is going? He nodded, and there was a flash of something else across his face as he did so. It almost has to be Archangel Squirrel. And not only does that mean there is evil afoot which badly needs to be foiled, but it puts that Nazi bagman within our grasp again. Are you just going to narrate recruiting posters at me, or are you going to show me the secret panel you just found? She said with a bat of her not inconsiderable eyelashes. He looked disappointed. Who says I found a secret panel? He protested. I do, the squirrel grinned. You've got a lousy poker face. Now give. The red panda pressed the wall in two places at the same time, and a two-foot square of wallboard opened up with a popping sound. Ta-da, he asked hopefully. I'll take it under advisement, she smiled. What you got? He leaned down and played about the open space with a torch. Hmm, not much, he said. A few loose papers... 
There is an empty space here about the size and shape of a briefcase. I can't believe that isn't significant. He grabbed a sheaf of what remained in the hidden space and handed the loose papers to his partner, flipping through a ledger himself. Nothing in here, newer than eighteen months old, he said, scanning the pages quickly. No clue as to what Raynard is up to now. I got crime scene pictures, she said, shuffling through the loose papers. Check that. I got crime scene pictures and autopsy pictures and a coroner's report. On who? The masked man was intrigued. John Doe, she shrugged. Looks like they never identified. Boss! The change in tone and energy was complete, and she looked up astonished. I know this corpse. We both do. We were there. Remember this skinny guy? She held up a photo of a thin man's body, badly beaten. It's the Blink! The Blink? the Red Panda exclaimed. But why? I think we know why, the Flying Squirrel said seriously. He built some kind of time gizmo, and Archangel and his orchestra beat him to death to try and get his secrets out of him. And now, thanks to Mortimer Raynard, Crazy Adolf is about to get another crack at it. He shook his head in disbelief. But the Blink had no associates, he protested. No one to engage Raynard. His secrets died with him. They never even figured out who the Blink was, she argued. But he must have had a name. Who knows what else he had? An assistant? A girlfriend? A stage mother? Who knows? But they know the only way to cash in on the Blink's big score is to go hat in hand to the psychopaths that murdered their mad scientist. And somehow they managed to reach Mortimer Raynard, superstar middleman. The Red Panda believed it now, and his voice was full of dread. One last big score, the Flying Squirrel said, landing her fist in her outstretched palm with a loud thwap, handing the Nazis all of time and space. A short time later, Kit was far above the rooftops, heading west toward the city's downtown, engaged in what she could only assume was the world's most one-sided race for the nearest pneumatic tube station. He had sent her ahead while he made an emergency call to Mother Hen, in the desperate hope that a lead had developed in the meantime, and that she might reach the unknown next stop on the ride without delay. She pulled her arms back and tightened the slack on the gliders, pouring on speed. If Mortimer Raynard was half the negotiator he was supposed to be, he just might manage to broker a deal between whoever had inherited the Blink's technology and the faithless band of traitors who had already murdered the hapless villain in an attempt to steal it. If an amicable business arrangement had been negotiated, it might already be too late. If Archangel had stayed in character, like the backstabbing scorpion that he was, all might not yet be lost. She grimaced at the thought. This was how narrow the margins of victory and defeat were already, that their hopes relied on the treacherous nature of their foes to slow down their march to conquest. She had sacrificed altitude for speed, and was tearing through the air now, racing toward the entrance to the blind alley that housed the launch bay for this arm of the system of pneumatic tube transports that snaked under the city. If the Red Panda had good news, 
She could be on the other side of town in mere minutes, and Archangel's men would never see her coming. If the boss were lucky, she might save him the scraps. As the distance narrowed rapidly, she opened the gliding membranes wider, creating drag that nullified the momentum of her descent in an instant. She tucked forward into a ball and somersaulted twice in the air, more for show than anything else. She caught a lamppost with her left arm and swung around it three times, burning through her excess momentum as she lowered closer to the ground. At last, she released the post and came to a delicate halt with the very smallest of hops. A perfect landing, if only there was anyone to see it. "'Coming in a little hot, don't you think?' the red panda asked from the mouth of the alleyway. "'Ew!' The flying squirrel was probably only startled, but she sounded furious. But how? He tried very hard not to seem pleased with this reaction, and mostly failed. Archie Henderson has broken every rule tonight, he said. And I just might move him up to active agent for it, if I don't box his ears first. But where? And how? She protested. Not only did he call in the tip and find the address, but... He telephoned every member of the Black Cab's old crew that he could find, and they turned up a lead on the car that picked up Mortimer Raynard, phony plates and all. Apparently, it's in a public lot downtown just a few minutes from Tubeport 116B. But how? she said again, losing no steam. Squirrel, he asked, pointing to the alley where their own transport waited. Ah, biscuits! she muttered as she stomped toward the hidden pneumatic tube. In six minutes, they were miles away, out of the tube and racing over the rooftops, and she was no closer to an answer. Based on the location of the car, assuming that they would want it to be within a discreet distance, this meeting is taking place within one of just six or seven buildings, he said with evident enthusiasm as he ran. With how many floors between them? she asked seriously, more to point out that they would need some luck yet. How were you planning on narrowing the field? He nodded. I was hoping that they might have left a driver to be hypnotized, he said, leaping over a short gap between rooftops. But if there's time, I might let you beat it out of them. She stopped running and turned her head to the left. Red Panda, she called. Squirrel, what's wrong? he said, turning back to her and holding his arms wide as if in challenge. We got emergency lights two blocks south, she said, pointing, and something is burning. It took only minutes to find the source of the conundrum. A long black car, with what would later be revealed to be false plates, had collided with a lamppost at high speed. It took a few more minutes to find a police officer that they knew. Not much of a mystery for you to solve, Red Panda, the young constable said seriously. The driver and one passenger in the car. Neither one of them made it. They both got tossed around pretty good, and the fire got to her before they could put it out. He's in better shape. For a corpse. No license, no ID. Have the coroner check dental records, the Red Panda said grimly. I think you'll find this is the second time he has died in an automobile crash. They stepped back into the shadows, leaving the constable muttering in disbelief. If Archangel is taking out the trash, the flying squirrel said gravely, they already have what they wanted. And if that second corpse is Raynard's client, 
We may never know exactly what they got until they use it. The Red Panda nodded. I hate to say it, but I think we had better make a call. You have been listening to the Red Panda Chronicles on Decoder Ring Theater. This story was written by Greg Taylor and read by Greg Taylor and Clarissa Dunnerlanden. Support the creation of more shows like this. Visit patreon.com slash g-r-e-g-g-t-a-y-l-o-r. Thank you. This is an urgent message from Cypher. When undergoing various uh, undergoings for the evil plan, it has come to my attention that these children, these Oasis have risen mutiny against us. This, of course, is suboptimal. They must be stopped at all costs. I think I speak for all mankind when I say the evil plan must continue. <laughs> yes, it must. <laughs> Anyway, we have set up a trap for these kid agents, and they will be dealt with soon enough. Don't believe me. Just listen. I'm just gonna cut one of them! No, wait! Okay, why haven't they reported in for the past two days? Two of your agents have been injured in the line of duty. Josh, are you okay? Miss, miss, can you please step back? Say something comforting to Josh. Better you than me? Many believe Wordtastic Podcast to be the greatest podcast of all time. And season two bears no exception. We'll have more action. Oh, we're alive!